I'm Richard Freberg. And I'm Duncan McLeod. This is Talk Central, episode 210, for the weekend starting 9 March 2018. Talk Central is brought to you by Tech Central, real technology journalism. On Talk Central this week, a polarized industry over the Electronic Communications Amendment Bill. Also this week, SAP comes clean, MTN's results, Spotify is coming to South Africa, and new research shows Android users are more loyal than iPhone mm, users. That's interesting. It's Friday, and that means it's time to talk tech. Well, welcome to the show. How's it, Rechard? How's it, Duncan? Let's do our quiz before we do anything else. Okay, first question in this week's quiz result. Which is the latest audio streaming service to announce its arrival in South Africa? How many markets does MTN operate in? Third question, who is said to be in talks to buy Vumatel? Mm, that's an interesting one. Jaguar has announced a new range of electric SUVs. What are they called? And the final question, which operator this week said that all unassigned broadband spectrum should be reserved for wholesale open access network? And we'll be talking about that in the show today. But uh, lots uh, lots to talk about. It's been a hectic week. Um, two days in Pretoria, the government telecoms hearings. Riveting stuff, eh? It was actually very interesting. <laughs> um, you know, these things can be very dry, but uh, mm. this is um, something that's really going to define the industry. So it's, uh, it, it was really, really, really interesting stuff. So we'll talk about that in the show today. Um, podcasts. We've been doing a couple of podcasts this week. Um, uh, quite a few, actually. Um, the ones that I'd like to highlight, uh, if you haven't heard them already. I did an interview yesterday with BCX CEO Ian Russell. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a very interesting chat. Uh, BCX, the biggest IT services company in South Africa, and um, obviously a subsidiary of Telcom. Mm. And uh, they've um, just a broad chat about the industry and how it's changed over the last few years and, and uh, the lack of skills and how BCX is trying to address. That was an interesting conversation. And then the podcast I recorded this morning, in which, in fact, it's just gone live before we started recording now, is with uh, Robert Paisley and uh, Graham McKinnon, respectively the chief strategy and chief legal officers of Cell C on the Electronic Communications Amendment Bill. And um, really, really interesting insights, I think, into how this bill could transform this industry. Um, there's so much disagreement about what the right way forward is. Um, mm. But uh, Celsius has taken an interesting approach, possibly the most nuanced approach of all the operators. So that podcast is also well worth a listen to. But let's talk about ECAB, as I call it, Electronic <laughs> Communications <laughs> Amendment Bill, and the Wholesale Open Access Network, yeah. WOAN, ECAB and WOAN. Uh, this industry loves abbreviations, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, they do. <laughs> so two days of, of workshops in Pretoria. I didn't attend the whole thing. You know, there are lots of... Um, presentations from small players and, and, and individuals and I didn't stick around for all of those had a lot of work here in Johannesburg I needed to do as well um, but attended all the main operators presenting and um, and there was some some interesting um, interesting viewpoints expressed uh, Shamil Yusub the CEO of Jusub I'm, I'm never sure how to pronounce his name I must ask him some, someday I think it's Jusub actually yeah uh, he is. Um, he presented and um, uh, had some sound bites, uh, which I'm no, no doubt had prepared for for use by the media in the headlines, which I promptly did, of course. Uh, he said, "This is uh, his quote was This is our mining charter,' hmm. uh, referring to the mess in the yeah. mineral resources sector." Uh, and um, I, I heard the uh, Director General of the Department of Telecommunications, Robert Nkuna, saying um, uh, sometime later that day that uh, this is definitely not the mining charter of the telecommunications industry. <laughs> so I think they took that criticism quite uh, quite sharply. But um, 
very strong criticism from both both MTN and Vodacom warning that um, that a dominant WoN, as it's called, but effectively a WoN that gets most of the spectrum or all of the spectrum, would be um, very damaging to the telecommunications industry. And it's a view I subscribe to as well. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I think we need infrastructure competition in this industry. CELC has a more nuanced approach. They say um, perhaps um, a majority of the spectrum should go to the WoN, but there should still be spectrum made available to the MTN and Vodacom to compete. So that's more of a nuanced approach. And then Telcom presented and said, give everything to the WoM, which prompted me to write a column slamming them over it. Um, I think that's a terrible idea because uh, you'll just end up with an infrastructure monopoly. And, I'd and somebody benefiting from everything. Yeah. From all the now, I'm not surprised Telcom argued for that because they don't have a balance sheet to be able to compete with the bigger guys. Um, but... Uh, and, and maybe, and I'm speculating here, maybe government has made it, made it some sort of promise to be a lead um, anchor in this WoAN or given it's giving it some sort of special dispensation. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's mm-hmm. just speculation. But um, so you've got four operators here to say, okay, we'll support the WoAN, but it mustn't be a dominant WoAN. It must be a competitive WoAN. In other words, it gets a, a chunk of spectrum, but by no means all of it and probably not the majority either. Then you've got CELC's position, which says, okay, we can still make some spectrum available to uh, MTN and Vodacom, but probably the bulk of the spectrum should go available, be available to, to the WoAN and then Telcom, which says give it all. So um, lots of uh, lots of disagreement, uh, lots of different views, lots of um, presentations from everyone from the Internet Service Providers Association, which I think made some very interesting inputs. Dominic Cole, the regulatory advisor there, um, very smart guy. Uh, we've got a lot of time for Dominic. Um, mm, mm. And um, Research ICT Africa. Oh, there was a whole range of, of presentations. I, as I said, I didn't attend them all, but, but really interesting, inter- interesting stuff. I think that um, my impression anyway is that government's taken quite a rigid stance on this whole thing and I think there needs to be a softening in, in government's approach mm. to this. And I think it's going to come. I I, I, um, I don't know. I think everyone's sort of taking, putting in, putting in their negotiation, negotiating position. But at some point soon, I think there's going to have to be a, there's going to have to be a middle way found. Um, and, and I suspect that middle way is, is probably going to end up being closer to CELC's position than than MTN and Vodacom's position. Um, and I don't think Telcom's idea is going to fly. Uh, I, I can't see that not going to court. Mm, mm. Um, not not just because it's a dumb idea. I think that, um, I think that, you know, I, I just, I think Vodacom and MTN will take it, take it straight to court and say, well, you know, you're depriving us of our, um, of our constitutional right to engage in, in business. Yeah. Um, or whatever the technical legal term for it is. Um, so it was an interesting discussion. I look forward to hearing more. I, I must say kudos to the, the DG um, uh, for, you know, I do think they've, they've, they've taken quite a hard line position on this, and I think they do need to shift their position. But I must say kudos to him for engaging so publicly. He even invited Icasa to come along, and Icasa criticized the bill. Um, so I think, and I've engaged with him on Facebook. Um, and he and he's very willing to engage on Facebook. So I, th- I think kudos to him for for um, handling this in a democratic way and in 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 the public spotlight where he is being criticised by these big companies and being told that actually this bull you've come up with is not that good. Yeah. Um, so kudos to him for doing that. But um, yeah, it's it's an interesting interesting time. But uh, I think it's the the crunch time is here and the right decisions need to be made. Uh, to avoid this industry getting damaged. And I think that as the bill currently stands, there's a very real risk mm. of, of that happening. A lot of the um, submissions have said the bill should be withdrawn 
and rewritten. Uh, I think that's probably necessary. Um, the problem is we we need all these decisions taken yesterday because yeah. the spectrum crunches here. But did most of the people that attend and raise the objections to the ISPs, most of them must have um, surely were against this, apart from some of the big players like you mentioned. Um, was a lot of the support. Case? There's a lot of support for the WAN. Even the big operators have, I think, suspect grudgingly, so said they'll support the WAN. Right, so they're feeling some good with, you know, obviously not wanting it. Yeah. In, overall, I'm sure Vodacom and MTN, if it, if the choice was theirs, would 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 not want a WAN at all, um, because it is a potentially a competitive threat to them. Um, but they have conceded. Okay, let's go for a hybrid model, as they call it, mm. where we'll even support the WAN by up to thirty percent of its capacity. Um, and give it spectrum. So they said that much, but um, the, the worry is, and, and it would be a mistake, is to give everything to the WAN because then you just end up with another infrastructure monopoly. Even if it's based on open access, you end up having to do a very regula- de- delicate regulatory yeah. balancing act. And then law becomes a, a very <coughs> tricky game around that when, when things get to, you know, when people start fighting about the spectrum. Yes. You want it to be as clean as possible, not not complicated with many conditions and giving the keys to somebody who's you know, you probably shouldn't have the keys to all that amount mm. of spectrum. So it's in the, the bill is in the government's court now. We'll see what they come up with, with next. But there's certainly going to have to be a revision to the bill at the very least. If it's not withdrawn, it's going to have to be revised. Um, because there were so many very valid good points made at this, um, at, at this presentation. And I, I think apart from telecom, most people were arguing for a competitive WAN, in other words, a WAN that isn't dominant, mm-hmm. that doesn't get all the spectrum or even most of the spectrum. Um, so I, I think that I think that the government's going to go away now. Look at these submissions, and I think they're going to reflect on them mm-hmm. and realize that okay, we need to we need to concede some ground here. I think that's where it's going to go. I'd hope that's where it's going to go. Yeah, let's hope. So yeah, that was a busy week in Pretoria, and they they did it at a hotel on the far east. Of Pretoria, so it was a hell of a drive in the morning. It took me two hours to get there on the first day Wowzers. in traffic. Yeah, did you get, at least you had some podcasts to keep you busy. I'm sure I did. I was listening to plenty of those on the, <laughs> en route. Um, so SAP, the big German enterprise software company, coming clean this week. They re- issued a final report from Baker McKenzie, which was the law firm they appointed to look into the alleged kickbacks that they, or the kickbacks they had allegedly paid to. Gupta and companies uh, to secure state-owned business, and they admitted that they did. Um, they didn't use the word kickbacks, but they admitted that there were payments made to Gupta-owned companies, and that there was a work done through a Gupta associate, um, and that this flouted uh, internal um, rules of SAP, uh, and that um, the three people, the three employees who were implicated in this. Who have resigned? Um, uh, they they said they can't um, do anything further now because of South African labour laws in terms of going after these guys. Uh, but they've left the company and they they will not be returning to the employee of SAP. Hmm. Um, I don't know how I don't know what to think about this. I, on one level, it's you know well done SAP. Um, you you've um, you've gone through a process here and you've identified what went wrong. You've been public about it. You've held press conferences. You've You've told us, you've given us a lot of detail in terms of how much money was paid, where it was paid, why it was paid, etc. Uh, on the other hand, how did you let this happen in the first place? Um, what was wrong with your internal governance processes? And they've admitted it. They've said, we, we screwed up. Um, 
just shows you how fragile any business can be if the wrong person makes mm. the wrong decision. It, it comes down to, unfortunately, a, a single entity in many cases. Um, yeah. Because, yeah, the buck stops somewhere. And unfortunately, in the case like this, it's got huge ramifications. Yeah. SAP didn't provide any detail on, on uh, the three the three people who left the company. Uh, we don't have any insight into whether into why they were doing it. Were they doing it to boost their their commissions to Sell win bigger targets, contracts? Yeah. Or were they personally benefiting from these kickbacks? I can call them that. Yeah, yeah. I guess, it, again, you follow the money or look, look whose who's interest this was in and see how deep their pockets were. Yeah. Some people have a price and it has to be kind of reached and other people will probably do it just for sales targets. Yes. We, don't, we don't know. We don't know. But uh, bad things were done. That's no doubt about that. And, of course, the Guptas are on the run now. Um, Unfortunately, I'd really like to see them stand trial, but I can't see yeah. them ever stepping back into this country unless unless someone nabs them in India or Dubai or something and flies them out here in chains. Yeah, but at least all of this came to came to a head in many ways. Yeah. I mean, this could have gone bad in so many ways as well. Yeah. You know, we could have fortunately didn't touch wood, and now we just have to deal with the with you know the aftermath of the damage that they caused. Yeah. Um, but before we get into a whole conversation about politics and <laughs> <laughs> all the rest yeah, of it, let's move on. Let's let's move on. In fact, let's take an ad break. We'll be back right after this. Honey, why can't I download any more series? Dad, my game just bombed. Daddy, I was speaking to Kevin and my cord just cut out. With uncapped Vox Fiber to the home, reaching your cap is a thing of the past. You can have all your devices connected all the time. Get unlimited browsing, unlimited calling, and unlimited entertainment. Vox Fiber. Now uncapped. T's and C's apply. For more information, visit vox.co.za. Bitco is revolutionizing the way businesses connect. We're taking on your connectivity challenges and shooting our high-speed fiber internet across the country. Not just for some, but for everyone. Fiber is not a luxury, but a necessity. For business, for life for you and being connected is everything so network with a tier one internet provider and take your business to the next level of connectivity bitco.co.za connectivity is everything welcome back to the show how's it Rechard? how's it duncan um mtn had their results this week just to make things more manic um, <laughs> and uh, it's the first signs of things signs of spring i would say at uh, mtn uh, you know, they've been through hell over the last mm. few years, mm. starting with that Nigerian fine. Yeah. Um, and it seems that um, uh, the new CEO, Rob Shooter, is, is, uh, is, is, has stabilized the ship and is now pointing it in the right direction. Uh, it was an impressive presentation uh, they did. Um, I thought it was a bit long. Uh, they, they went into a bit too much detail and wasn't really necessary in the presentation, uh, given that all the information is in the extensive booklet that they hand out at these things um by the way the, the telecoms companies provide the most amazing amount of detail in their financial results um, beautiful graphs too it's it's wonderful um they, they hand you this booklet and vodacom does it as well uh, and telcom for that matter you get a you get a thick booklet which has got the most amazing level of disclosure in it i mean the disclosure goes way beyond what they're required to do in terms of governance mm -hmm. um, and i think it's fantastic i mean i love reading through those booklets and you say oh that's an interesting number and you compare it to this and, yeah, yeah, and you yeah. say, oh actually there's a story here <laughs> <laughs> um so I, I really love the level of disclosure and, and mtn seems to have disclosed more information this year than they have ever disclosed in the past um it's actually surprising how much they disclose 
But um, good results, operationally good. Um, impacted by a number of factors. The weak, the, sorry, the strong rand uh, ha- had a had a had a big impact on the reported numbers. Um, the naira in Nigeria very weak, uh, mm. and that obviously impacts. That's their biggest market. Um, and a number of once-offs, so they're still paying the Nigerian fine, uh, and there were a number of other um, once-off effects. Um, but they swung back into profit, and they've got stable leadership here in, South, in the South African market. At last, the Nigerian operation seems to be doing all right. Iran is doing very well. Date, demand for data, they're absolutely massive. Uh, they spent 31 billion rand on CapEx over the last 12 months, which is an sure. incredible big number. Yeah. A big chunk of that, about a third of it, went into the South African operation. Um, that's going to slow in uh, in in the current financial year, 2018. But it's good to see MTN, um, MTN producing the numbers again, because they did go through a very torrid time and they've had a massive management shakeup. I mean, it's effectively a new team running that organization. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's good to see the stability in the South African operation under Godfrey Monster. Um but uh, yeah, MTN. Interesting article on Bloomberg yesterday saying that they might look to reduce uh, uh, the number of markets they operate in. They're in twenty-two markets at the moment. Uh, there's one of our quiz answers. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I've always I've always been amazed at some of the markets they've chosen to stick around in, like Afghanistan yeah. and uh, Syria and Sudan. Uh, now they're in, in fact Sudan and South Sudan. Um, uh, Yemen. They're in Yemen. Sure. Syria. I think I mentioned Syria. Um, but they're in some pretty dodgy places. Um, so uh, the chief financial officer is saying that uh, they're, looking to, they're looking to possibly uh, reduce that number, which makes sense. I mean, you've got to focus on these little tiny little markets and you have all these issues popping up like they've popped up in Benin now um, where um, the Benin government's trying to extract some huge amount of money from them. Um, you know, I, I don't know. They've got three key markets. Uh, South Africa, Nigeria, and Iran. Um, around that, they've got some other, you know, smaller but but interesting markets like Ghana, mm. um, where I think they're the number one operator by quite some distance. Um, Rwanda, um, they've got a share in a company in Botswana. So there's some interesting markets where they, and stable, more stable places where they operate. But geez, I mean, operating a network in Syria... Yeah, you have to ask at which point does it make business sense, and also reputation-wise, in many ways. I, mean, I don't know if it's no, it's a rep- I don't know if it's a reputational issue, but it's. Um, I think it's a. It's just a. Um, you know, operationally challenging. Mm. You know, I don't, I don't think Rob Shooter spends much of his time worrying about the Yemeni market, but or the Syrian market, but um, you know, these issues will pop onto his desk from time to time, um, while he's trying to sort out. Um, you know challenges in other markets like South Africa which are much much more important to him yeah, yeah. I don't know um, uh, there are opportunities as well I suppose Angola's market is starting to open up and that's a huge opportunity a uh, new mm. president there um, the possibility of new licenses being awarded so um, I've got no doubt that uh, both MTN and Vodacom will be pursuing licenses in Angola um, so maybe they reduce maybe they sell off some of their smaller operations might make sense yeah I don't know definitely so, as an airplane goes flying overhead, um, Spotify is coming to South Africa. They're having Yay. a press conference next week. I think it's on Tuesday, if I remember correctly. Yeah, Tuesday. Um, have you used Spotify? No, but it was the first music streaming service I was ever exposed to more than a decade ago. I visited some friends in the UK, 
and they showed me this less than a decade ago. They showed me Spotify. And I was going to say, they haven't been around that Yeah, long, no, so it was 20, 2008 or nine okay. or something. But it was very early on Spotify. Well, that is a decade ago. <laughs> yeah, well, actually, you're right. But it was very, I know this guy got early access. So it may, it may have been a, the beta that I saw because okay. he knew one of the guys who worked in Germany. And it just blew my mind, the interface, the access to all the music. I mean, yeah. that was before I was familiar with the concept of streaming, you know, on a daily basis. Yes. Um, yeah, so Spotify's always been like, I guess, the godfather of the streaming service for me, even though I've never mm. physically used it. Okay. But I've heard good things. Yeah, I'm certainly going to give it a try um, when it launches. Um, I'm a Google Play Music subscriber, but I'll give it a bash. I'm sure they'll have a free, free month trial. Um, probably get a voucher at the press conference and try it out for a couple of months. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, I'll, um, I'll switch. I'm not loyal. Uh, if uh, Spotify's better, I'll switch to it. No, definitely. I also, look, to be honest, like, like streaming movie service, I find myself, I don't know how it happened, but I'm subscribed to a few music services at the moment. I've, and I do use some of them. My main one at the moment is uh, between Google Play on the Android and then obviously iTunes. But Spotify, you can do on obviously all platforms. So it makes sense. Mm. Uh, you know, you actually, you, I guess, unlike iTunes. Play you music know, you can use on. No, for sure. But I mean, and why, Apple would you, why would you use something that's maybe not as good as iTunes, arguably? I'm opening a can of worms here, yeah, I know. No. I, I, won't, I won't take that bait. <laughs> Look, for me, it's... it's uh, what I like about Spotify also, I guess, is the fact that it's got integration with... And I'll talk about my pick later, but it's got some integration with third-party applications, which I've never seen oh. with any other streaming service. I think... You can do I podcasting in it as well. In, in Spotify. Spotify. Mm. Oh, interesting. You can do it in Google Play Music as well if you live in America. Oh, okay. Not here. So hopefully the podcasting functionality comes to South Africa and Spotify. Great. And apparently the algorithms are fantastic. Mm. The music recommendation engine is much better than anything else. Um, although I guess, yeah, we'll have to, to put some hands on time with it and, and mm. see. But, um, yeah, I mean, in terms of interface, how it works, just uh, that's, the, that's what appeals to me about Spotify. And the fact that, like I said, third-party app integration, it, it's... There's some really cool stuff out there that you can do that you can't do with any other music streaming service. Yeah, yeah. And it's new, so why can't why 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 not like it? Yes. <laughs> and I don't need the podcasting functionality. I use Pocket Cast, which is mm. I'm very loyal to. It's a very very good app. Um, not least because of their brilliant um, notes on their updates. Have you ever read them on Pocket Cast? No, no, I haven't. I mean, you got Pocket Cast. Yeah, I do. I do. You know, next time there's an update, just go into the update and see. Don't auto update. Just go into the update and see the the, the, the oh, release the notes. And the, it's wonderful what they write in there. It's very funny. <laughs> every 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 time they release a new piece of software, it's got it's got something some funny thing. Nice. Like uh, I, I forget the. I'm, I'm kind of paraphrasing here, but they went uh, they went from like version three point one. One to three point one two point three point one three, and then we do three point one. Then I went to three point two or something like that. And they said, <laughs> "I bet you didn't think we'd ever release the version three point two, but <laughs> yeah, some witty coder yeah. writing the liner notes in there." Yes, yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Uh, so Spotify, yeah, it's we don't know when it's launching. Uh, they've got a press conference on Tuesday. It might be that it's available immediately. Mm, mm. But it might be that they it should be. It should be the kind of thing that they it's can the kind of thing you'd, on, you'd yeah. imagine they'd launch it with immediately or within a few days of. Yeah, uh, I'd yeah. imagine that. That's, well, I mean, it's yeah. about making that you're alive and just you know, mm. because I mean they've had the the ZA site up for a long time, but obviously yeah. you couldn't access or do do anything. Yes, I mean I've been checking to see if there would be a moment when they would decide to open it. Yeah. I was. I've actually just picked up my Android phone here. I'm going into the Play Store and see if uh, Spotify has appeared uh, because 
they do tend to do uh, make these things available a day or two before because yes. um, there is some are some delays, some propagation time required. Anyway, what, we, I, what I look forward to you seeing with this offering too is is the family package or a package for multiple users. Yeah. Now with with iTunes and Google Play Music, the yeah. way it works is. Unfortunately, you, you kind of assign your account that you share with these people. So if they buy apps, it gets charged to the one account yes. that's mastering it. Yes. What I would like to see is an app where you can, I guess they're trying to minimize people just lending it out to their friends, but have mm. a set, set amount and then you mm. can give one access to a friend or family member who you want to give streaming music access to. I come across people all the time and I wish I could just somehow give them yeah. one or two months streaming music because it's you know it does unlock mm. so much uh, for yeah. anybody who's a music fan yeah I mean I took out the family plan and I saw that because um, I wanted to share it with my father and, and uh, my wife and I saw that thing about you know they can buy apps on here using your account it's like um, okay so I, I, I did it anyway and I said just don't use this to buy any apps please <laughs> exactly <laughs> <laughs> um, 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 we are that was Spotify. What's next on our list? Android versus Android iPhone. Versus smartphones. Um, so iPhones. you, uh, there's a story on TechCrunch this morning. Yeah, um, so you've the, had a look at it. Yeah, yeah. TechCrunch basically reported uh, in their story today that iPhone or uh, Android users are uh, more loyal than Apple users. Now, well, the reason why this is interesting is we always thought that Apple users would be the guys that are more loyal to the brand. But the story does go a bit deeper. In fact, Apple users were more loyal than Android users back in 2013. So the stats do vary. Um, but what they say is that the most likely reason for, for Android users being more loyal to the brand is the fact that they can change brands and designs without having to change the operating system. So with iPhone, you know what you're getting with an iPhone, whether you're getting an iPhone 5 or the iPhone 7, you know, you're getting pretty much mm. the same type of device just with better specs. And Android, there's obviously that's one of the reasons I like, and yeah. That's one of the reasons I love using Android because when I get to upgrade time, it's not like, okay, what has Apple made this time around? Not the next Apple, yeah. I, I can say, okay, right, we've got Samsung, we've got Sony, we've got Huawei, we've got HTC, we've got uh, uh, Nokia, um, the list goes on and on. Yeah, uh, yeah. I can choose a phone based on the hardware specification, the, what, the look of it, the feel of it, etc. Um, so I'm not limited to one vendor. And mm. that's why one yeah. of the reasons I like Android. And, and I think for me that, and I mean, I've switched to Android, I'm, I'm using both platforms, but that's one, been one of my reasons too. Apple, I, I like the device and, and you know, I can't really fault it because it's, it's a great device in the Apple range and you can happily upgrade and, and be a happy yeah. iPhone user. But they're not as intriguing or appealing anymore as a, as a smartphone user you know they're mm. not the benchmark anymore they're not the de facto standard in what the best smartphone out there is no that's you true. really have so many great options and sometimes it's nice to make a change in terms of design obviously mm. the, the platform you know once you switch to an android device it's you know once you have your profile and then your gmail account all set up it's very easy to yes. just enable any other device to do that in fact when you when you get your next phone you simply touch tap the phones together and off you yeah, go that's, that's it true, hey? that's set true. up all your apps now download look i mean if you're talking about the high-end smartphones and low-end smartphones android is still a different beast on both of those you know yeah. i wouldn't want to be a user of a low-end android smartphone i just don't think those things usually have enough power um and your experience might not be as good, but when you when you when you're trying to compare the high end, well, an iPhone with a high end Android device, uh, I can see why people find it difficult to to, to decide and choose. Mm. I mean, and the, the stats, I mean, the numbers are close. It's in the 90s versus in the 80s. Yeah. Um, 
so people are still kind of umming and ahhing, but yeah, we've seen the, the announcements recently with all the the, the, the new Android phones, yeah. and they yeah. are fantastic. Yes, They're absolutely fantastic. Yes, especially the, the the vanilla Android ones or the, the pure Android devices. Yeah. yeah. So that's our news this week. Um, let's move on to our regular features. Our winner this week is Vumatel. Yeah. Uh, that is because they are in talks, reportedly, uh, to sell the business to Remgro, uh, which of course um, owns or, or has a large shareholding in Dark Fiber Africa. And the mm. plan apparently is for the for uh, uh, Vumatel to be integrated into DFA. Um, I think this may be the second time the, these talks have been t- taken taking place. Um, I reported this um, about must have been about a year ago now, beginning of last year, somewhere around there, uh, that there were discussions going on. Um, I've subsequently heard that they were a few weeks ago that they were in, in talks again. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't have time to chase the story, and then uh, Bloomberg picked picked it up from uh, possibly the same sources I'd been speaking to, <laughs> uh, and ran with it. Um, what I have heard is that they are in, in discussions to take a fifty one percent stake in uh, Vumatel, which I don't think Bloomberg reported. Uh, and that there is a due diligence currently taking place on the Vumatel business, um, but yeah, Neil Skuman and, and team who have um, who have built a very successful um, fiber to the home business and uh, is is in demand. And um, I think uh, Neil and his partners are going to be very rich men one day. Mm, that's the way to do it: build mm-hmm. a fantastic business that everybody wants. Yeah, that's that's a rule for the MBA students, yeah. like a, a guide guidebook for the MBA yeah, students for sure. For sure. And, and amazing. It was just a few years ago that we were chatting to Neil in Parkhurst when yeah. he was starting to train. I still remember quite clearly that day when I went there and he dug yeah, yeah. the fir- he put the spade in yes, the ground. And yes, it was yes. it felt it feels like just yesterday and now and now there's talk talk about a deal possibly worth over a billion rand. And look, I mean how many what two, three, three, maybe four years now and how many fiber deployments have there been? How many houses are connected now? Mm. I mean the internet landscape is changed because of yeah. that. Because of them. Yes. They they started this this race, yeah, yeah, and they they had the they had they had the guts to do it when everyone else was saying when the big incumbent operators were saying it's too expensive we can't do fiber to the home, these guys said eh, no actually mm-hmm. let's do it yeah yeah and uh, now now everyone's in the race <laughs> <laughs> it's a <laughs> take, great story just takes one it's a great story it's a great story and our um, loser this week is Telcom um, for their presentation and their submission to the. Department of Telecommunications and Postal Services asking effectively that we create a new monopoly in the telecoms market by giving all unavailables or unassigned spectrum rather mm. to the wholesale open access network. Bad idea, guys. Bad idea. You're our loser this week. I do not have a pick. So once again, Rechard, it's two weeks in a row. If I'm not mistaken. No, I had one last week. I picked Vivaldi last week. Oh, you're right. Okay. By the way, I was just. I'm still using Vivaldi a week later as my as my default browser, and um, I love it. Um, so we can make that a continuation pick. Yeah, so continuation good. pick. Yeah, I pick it again. <laughs> so good. <laughs> my pick I may have picked before, but it's it's kind of with an addendum a now because Spotify is launching in yes. the country. Uh, one of so so the, the app that I'm the, that I'm picking is DJ. D, DJ Pro, it's available on the uh, Apple iTunes store and it costs about 700 bucks, but it's a fantastic app, fantastic DJ application. I've spoken about it. It's just uh, the way that it that allows you to mix songs. You I saw arc- you live streaming something on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. Was that a, it? Yeah, that's, that's the app I was oh, using. with all the dials and colored lights yeah, and stuff. Cause yeah, because the turntables actually rotated. I was trying to, it's, it's a nice steady rotation. So I was trying to see in terms of live streaming if yeah. that is a smooth 
you know, if it's a smooth rotation on a live stream versus, mm. you know, a jerky experience. Um, but anyway, so, so yeah, DJ Pro, I mean, you can get some electronic controllers, you can get a Techniques controller and then actually have uh, sliders and knobs at your fingertips. But even just using a mouse and keyboard, this app is great. But the reason why I'm picking it this week is it's got Spotify integration. Now, up until now, for me to use it, I need to actually have the MP3s on my computer. Mm-hmm. Now, being a streaming user fan, I play most of my new playlists are on iTunes Music, and it's just, you know, once you invest in playlists on a streaming service, you can't really get those songs offline unless you m- manage them individually and get them individual. Yeah. Um, now, with the Spotify integrations, you know, DJI Pro makes, makes it easy for me to actually mix any music, any party, any place with... 70 million, 80 million mm. tunes at my fingertips. And you can then obviously use those um, beat mix features like, you know, upping the tempo or upping the beat with keeping the tempo, you know, so that it doesn't sound like the song is sped up, those kind of uh, features. I think, it's, I think it's a great integration. It's a great reason to have all those songs at your fingertips. Mm. You know? If you just on the fly think about a song that you want to play, you don't have the MP3, it's a problem. With Spotify, it's not. I'm looking forward to playing with it. I think it's one of the reasons that one of the big reasons why I'm going to get okay. Spotify. Okay. Are you going to the press conference? Yes. yes okay. I'll see Got you some then. interviews lined up. We're going to get oh, nice. get down to 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 what the guys yeah, plan to do in South Africa. Great stuff. Awesome. Uh, I think Rachel, that is our show. Unless I'm missing something, which mm. I don't think I am. Just the quiz results. Just the quiz. Yeah. Let me do the first question. Which is the latest? Audio streaming service. Uh, okay, I don't think we even need to ask that question. <laughs> Spotify, of course. Next. <laughs> the second question, how many markets does MTN operate in? And the answer is 22, but that number may be reducing soon. And who said who is said to be in talks to buy Vumatel? And that is Remgrow. And the fourth question, Jaguar has announced a range of electric SUVs. What are they called? And the answer there is I-PACE. And our last question in the quiz this week, which operator this week said that all unassigned broadband spectrum should be reserved for a wholesale open access network? And that is Telcom. Boo. Boo. (laughs) For the decision. Yeah. So that's our show this week. Uh, Thanks uh, to everyone in the chat room who joined us on the live stream this week. Uh, I forgot to greet you at the beginning of the show. I see Justin and Martin and uh, one or two others joined us there. Thanks for listening, guys. And um, yeah, it's uh, time for the weekend. Yeah, please. It needs to start it's now. It's been a heck of a get week. The, yeah. yeah, get this week out of the way. The weekend's here. It means I can start to uh, catch up on all my email. <laughs> but you also you also have to do some birthday beers tonight. So that's unfortunately up it, to it is you. In, yeah, it yeah. is indeed my birthday. So I shall be... Uh, uh, my wife is taking me out to dinner and uh, she'll no doubt be having a few cold ones as well. So oh, fantastic. Looking forward to that. As always, if you've got any feedback, info at techcentral.ca.za is our email address. Until next week, from Rechel and myself, cheers. Ciao, ciao.